Hello. Welcome to Why Not Both. My name is Pam Schaefer, and I'm a musician and therapist in Los Angeles. Why Not Both is all about how our multiple passions inform our identity. And this season, we are brought to you by Under the Radar magazine and produced by Laura Studeris. If you like what you hear, please make sure to like us and subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform and come spend time with us on social media. We are at WNB the podcast, and that is both on Instagram and on Twitter. For this episode of Why Not Both, we got to chat with Matt and Nick from the band Local Natives. It was recorded in the before times when we could actually go outside. So we hung out by Echo Park Lake and talked about their new album and got harassed by ducks. I hope you enjoyed this interview. Welcome to Why Not Both. Thanks for having us. Thank you for coming to Echo Park Lake. So I'm here with Matt and Nick from Local Natives. And we're going to talk about a bunch of stuff. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. So the first question that I usually ask is, what do you do? And is there a better question to ask you? Um, it was funny. I was with another one of our bandmates last night. We were talking about being at uh, like dinner parties and holiday parties and how that's just like the go-to question of what do you do? Yeah. And it always feels weird with what we do to... I always kind of don't want to say what I do because then they start like, oh, you're in a band. What are they called? What do you do? <laughs> like, I just prefer like, oh, I just make music. I make art. So that's what I do. <laughs> you make music, make art. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. Uh, I also make music and art. And uh, yeah, and I guess my other passion would be, uh, I'm really into cycling. So nice. That is Angeles or anywhere I can pretty much find a, a decent road to ride on. And that's a challenge in LA. Being a cyclist in LA is, that's hardcore. It can be a challenge for sure, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, you know, there's a lot of amazing places to go to ride when you can get away from the cars, but when you're in the city, it can be, you can feel a bit like you're not welcome. There. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. I was going to say, because there's a paucity of bike lanes here that some neighborhoods have put in more, but yeah. like there's parts of like Santa Monica where you'll be biking and then all of a sudden it's like, surprise, no more bike lane. Yeah, it's a lot of that. So. Yeah. 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 And I was curious for you, like when you said like, oh, I don't really want to say what I do because then it gets awkward. Like, is there a better question that people could ask you? Or oh, that yeah. You ask back of to your people? Uh, I don't know. I guess that's a societal question, you know, like what do you do at dinner parties other than define yourself by your job but <laughs> that's grim that's, that's deep <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh do you have a partner how much do you make uh, a year uh-huh. no I, I don't i don't know i feel like it's just kind of like a normal icebreaker talk about the weather talk about what you do just mm-hmm. to kind of get mm-hmm. size somebody up but it's, it's fair I, I i understand why we all do it Yeah, because like the other thing is like, where are you from? And then you're like, oh, you're from uh, from San Diego. Oh, do you, do you know Sammy? Like, <laughs> there's like a like the only Sammy yeah. in San Diego. Sammy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> where like when you say you're from LA, I feel like that'll come up. Like, oh, like 
East Side. You must know Sammy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. East Side Sammy. Yeah. yeah. Keep him away from SD Sammy. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny because being from LA, people do ask me that frequently. Where like they think that you just somehow either know everybody or like grew up with everyone who they've seen on television. Right. Uh-huh. And you're like surprisingly only a few of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would love to know more about, because now we know that you're a musician who does art, and I'm curious, what is the art that you do outside of music? Um, it's a lot of collage-based stuff, a lot of fucking with typography and distorted text and just graphic design and somber, I don't know, just visual art. I, I do, Matt does as well, we, we do a lot of the the band's artwork as well so it kind of lives and breathes or like like i just made a lyric video animation thing for one of the songs that we just put out a few weeks ago so like i i don't know if i'm saying like some artists be like i'm a fine artist this is like my lane i feel like i'm just there's a few things i know i'm pretty good at and i like doing but then Mm -hmm. i I just i knew we needed a video and i kind of had an idea and just like and you were like kind of diy yeah, kind of. Yeah, <laughs> I pulled something <laughs> off, but I'm not a a videographer by any means. It's just like just made it. You're like it came out rad. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was like with you, I remember because you you've been like dabbling in the video stuff, but you know that was like you just kind of like dropped to this like finished lyric video, and all of us were like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Well done. Yeah, because that sounds like one of the best ways to experiment is almost within then the context of your music to be like, well, I guess I'll try out this idea. Yeah. Like, why not? I think I can speak for me. Maybe Matt, similar background. I think we both kind of have like a DIY ethos of like music where it's just, uh, to be honest, we've worked with a lot of outside collaborators, but generally we're very untrustworthy other other people to be just to give away what local natives is or you know growing up other bands we were in or other projects are just like i this music is i'm really proud of and real personal like i don't just trust some stranger to make an album cover or make the show poster like it's i think at least for me i think to you to an extent like that's just kind of where it stemmed from where it's like we had somebody quickly make a lyric video for the song we just talked about and Mm -hmm. it's just like ah they're completely missing the mark i'm just gonna make it i'll just do it i don't trust somebody else to well especially if you have a vision of what you want in regards to that like kind of like a wraparound not just this is the music but these are the visuals this is the aesthetic this is what we want the whole field to be and if you can execute it like why not yeah yeah absolutely yeah Yeah. But like, I think because it's, you know, at the core of it, it's like this music that we're all really passionate about. Right. And we care so much about, we dedicate so much of our life to that we're like, it makes you want to like spend that extra time to be like, all right, well, I'm going to learn how to use Premiere or like, <laughs> learn how to use Final Cut or whatever, you know. To, yeah. 
it, it like it's it's worth it to get it right. Well, and also to trust your bandmates to be like, I know you know how to pull this off. Like, go for it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Which is cool. So that's kind of how it stems for me. Was I think the music and the art were always kind of intertwined. Mm-hmm. Almost like a punk sensibility. I never played any punk music, but I always liked how those bands in the 80s were like, they controlled the aesthetic. Yes. That was, the visuals were just as important as the music. And I don't know, growing up, it's kind of like that indie DIY thing where it's just like, they were hand in hand and that's right. how I I mean, that makes sense it. to me. Do you exhibit your art outside of music stuff? Yeah, I have, I mean, not a ton, but I've done a couple group shows and a couple galleries still that's have awesome. some pieces. Hey. And it's completely, that, like, that's what I was saying. Like, I have a style and things I like and enjoy, which mm-hmm. Matt can tell something that's completely my style that would never work for the band. Um. Yeah. So. So, I do that. That's rad. Yeah. And I was curious because your sounds kind of almost intertwined, whereas like your interest in cycling sounds like it's almost something completely outside of music. Kind of. Yeah. I mean, it it does have. There are like I can find threads to it. Uh huh. Basically, the the I I I've always been a fairly. I mean, I guess growing up, I was a pretty active person, but I found over the years of just like you know we've been touring so much for the past like 10 plus years and with a lot of touring comes a lot of like sitting or like, <laughs> yes kind of slowly <laughs> destroying your body kind of smushed places. into like the luggage cart of yeah, a bus you know, like, oh, <laughs> like, there's ways to just like slowly mess up my neck and yes you know, like, like, totally out of shape and um yeah it was I think it was I'm almost I'm almost 35 now and before I turned 30 I was I had this kind of like moment of like I want to feel I want to feel better. I want to just like feel like generally right. feel better. Yeah. Like health wise and just I don't know maybe mentally too and like that. Well, yeah, thing. all that all that stillness and not stillness in like the Zen way, but just like sitting still for no good reason yeah. while you're in transit way. Yeah. Like that doesn't sound like fun mental health wise. Yeah. So I think I reached this point where I was like I was about I was about to turn thirty. I wanted to feel better. I kind of just like started exercising semi regularly, but it was like a slog. I was like, uh, all right, I'm gonna do a little <laughs> run. And just like, you know, it was, it, I hated it at first, but I feel like I kind of got this past this point of like I started running regularly and I started feeling just generally healthier and like was looking forward to like having these little moments to like go out and go for a run or something like that. And right. Through running and just kind of being gener- generally active, I met some, I had some friends that were really into cycling. Oh, cool. And they kind of, like, pulled me in. Actually, Taylor, from, who's also in the band, he was cycling a lot at the time with some other friends. Uh-huh. And they kind of roped me into this whole... So you world. got jumped into their bike gang? Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> and I immediately just fell in love with the whole thing. Just, mm-hmm. like, you know, I remember they took me on my first, like, quote-unquote, proper ride in L.A. And, like, you just kind of... There's a river path. You can get up into Griffith Park. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's beautiful. There's, there's like, closed roads up in Griffith Park. Yeah. And we were, like, rediscovering the city in a whole different way, but on two wheels. And just, and also getting, like, a workout. Yeah. And being in nature. And um, so I just really fell in love with it. And so it's become this thing that I've become pretty obsessed with over the years. That's awesome. And I kind of make sure I find time for it almost every day. 
and with touring a lot, it's been fun to like I bring a bike out on the road with me. Oh, that's so to, cool! Like, these, these cities in a whole different way, and yeah, it's just kind of it's been fun to kind of have that because I'm a pretty introverted person, and I and I like to um, have my you know I mean Nick can relate to you know having finding time alone on the road. Is yeah, yeah. And, you know, so I'll just, like, get on my bike and just go. And just go. Somewhere for a few hours if I have the time. Right. That, that, I think, generally, having that helps me, helps just make touring a better experience. Not that it's a bad experience, but it could be, like, exhausting. It could be a grind. Yes. So having something that's kind of, like, almost unrelated, but ultimately serves me in a really good way. Yeah. I think just helps yeah it all connects back well it sounds like it would make you be then in essence like kind of a better musician and friend when you come back because you've had time to recharge you've had time to decompress you've had time to experience that 100 percent. yeah so yeah Yeah. i guess that would be the thread that i find (laughs) (laughs) well yeah because at that point also i was thinking about how like when you go to a new city it's really fun to explore by foot but i'd imagine exploring by bicycle would be kind of like an intermediary almost between exploring by car and exploring by foot because you can get places a bit faster totally um but you still get to explore like what's it like when you're actually on the street Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely you get because yeah like i feel like yeah if i just got an uber somewhere or something like that everything kind of just like whizzes by yeah yeah sense of like where you are but yeah bike you get that you get there faster but you also are able to absorb things exactly exactly What's one of your favorite cities that you got to bike around? Well, I've gotten to, I've lucky enough to, ha- got to ride a lot this year. And, um, man, there was a few. I mean, L.A. I do love, and I do feel like mm-hmm. L.A. can be pretty underrated for For biking. And, but we have a lot of, like, you can just get up into the Angeles Crest, you know, like, pretty quickly. Just, there's a lot, like, not far from my front door. So mm-hmm, just, mm-hmm. I'm, from here so biased but like LA is definitely one of my top but um I don't know there was a few uh I was in I was just telling someone the other day we were in Asheville earlier this year Mm -hmm. and in North Carolina yeah 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 that's such a beautiful city in the mountains and and just kind of like like had one of those days on the skates and that was definitely like a highlight and even brought my bike overseas oh my gosh how how did you do that uh I uh bought a case for it and wow forced myself to become a better bike mechanic I was actually wondering that if you have to kind of take it apart because I was like okay I know how to get the front wheel off but past that mm. I mean yeah that was like kind of like a few years ago that was the extent of my knowledge like, yeah wheels off and maybe get back on, but now it's like I kind of know all the, most of the ins and outs to get by and so, that's yeah, cool kind of, like, load it into a case and pack it as securely as I can and get it on a flight and pray, hope for the best. Right. <laughs> <laughs> shows up on the other side. Yeah, oh, my God. Yeah, it was just like, unless you have, like, a hard shell case, I'm like, yeah. oh, my God. Yeah, so. That'd do me a big anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> it, was worth, it was worth the anxiety. The mild anxiety I got on the trip there. The Having the bike. Do you bring any, like, in what medium do you do your art, and do you bring that with you when you're on the road, or? Uh, I've tried unsuccessfully a couple times to bring stuff on the road Mm -hmm. uh i think even when i started when i joined the band i was bringing like a million cameras and then i would use one it just (laughs) and then it's like taking up valuable space uh not 
Not really. I grab a lot. Of, I do a lot of college stuff, so I'll grab stuff mm-hmm. and buy stuff on, on the wrong to, to bring home. Got it. And then a lot, I'm just doing kind of on my computer or taking photos on my phone and then messing with them later. And I was curious about that when you said collage, whether you were doing like physical collage work. And now that makes sense that you are doing like actual physical collage work as opposed to like digital collage work. I, I do both. So it's oh. just kind of some pieces are mixed, you know, it's just whatever I get my hands on or whatever I think <laughs> looks cool together or says something. Uh, yeah. Now I know who to give old magazines to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll take them. As, yeah. Sorry. Oh, no, go on. <laughs> uh-huh. Didn't you bring, uh, when we were making the record, didn't you bring a pants and like a little oh, canvas that's... and stuff too? Yeah. Oh. But uh, we weren't on tour. We went down to Mexico for like a month to uh, oh sweet to write for their fourth album, Violet Street. Mm-hmm. And I, it was just this phase I was in for, I don't know, like a few months, half a year. I, it wasn't related, I guess, to the other visual. I never put anything out or sold anything or showed it, but it was just like I was just trying just to. just wanted to do it. I was trying to paint every day. Yeah, and I remember, like, Ryan did it years ago where he was doing, like, left-handed drawings oh, yeah. where it's just, like, kind of yeah, just making stuff with no purpose and just trying to do something that you normally don't do and see if, especially since we were writing the album, like, if it sparks something, a different yes. process that you're not used to. and Yes. Um, yeah, I think, I think going into making art or any music or art with no expectations is kind of freeing because yeah, for more or say. less the band there's there's we're known so there's some expectation it's like a uh a statement on our previous album or the statement right, on the current or, oh, music you're deviating or, from it or oh they're following a trend or they're bucking a trend yeah or, exactly yeah. so anytime you can just free yourself to make stuff with zero expectations no, nobody cares what I'm painting right now, you know? <laughs> well, it sounds like but it, it helps to make the process. Art without, a, without an agenda to just make it. Yeah. And just be like, it is what it is. Just do it. Yeah. Yeah. That does sound like it would be very liberating, especially if you feel pressure to make something a certain way in your music or not make it a certain way. It sounds like if you're getting up in your head about it, you'd be like, oh, never mind. Luckily, I, I don't <laughs> feel that pressure in our band, but I guess just generally, people are expecting the next album or they're getting clues or they're relating a song from this album from the last album you know like there right. there's it's dissected in a, a healthy way right but uh this other stuff i make doesn't have that scrutiny so it's just well and it's cool to make stuff that's just for you so that way it's not about are you quote good or bad at it are you successful or not it's like you just make it for your own enjoyment to make it yeah yeah I like that. Yeah. I mean, that's, I sound the most Zen saying that. It definitely goes in ways where, like, I will make art that I think looks terrible or, like, (laughs) like, or I'm surprised where, like, I make something. I remember just, it was just like this throwaway one that my wife and and Ryan, one of our bandmates, they're like, Uh this is amazing. And I was like, no, like, what are you talking? Like, it was just like, (laughs) like these other ones where I've worked so, like, Scrutiny like on the details and, and yeah, and you're like, like this. this one. This is the one. You yeah, made? yeah. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, because sometimes it's like it's the one that you least expect, and I frankly think it's good to like practice doing things that you're actively bad at. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> absolutely. 
<laughs> to be like, what's it like to not be competent at this and to try it in any way and to just do it? Because then you might find A, either hidden competencies or B, also challenge yourself that you don't always have to be rated as good, bad, or otherwise to yeah. just do it. Yeah. Um, I, I've found that that, like, I've been, even with music, like, that's, like, our, that's what we do. But that, I've been messing around with just, like, stuff at home. I've, like, I've been kind of working on, like, a little home studio. And, Ooh. And just making stuff to make it. Yeah. Like, I, it'll, like, 90% of it will probably never see the light of day. But it's, like, it's been this really fun kind of, like, cathartic, like, not cathartic, but just, like, like, release of just, like, making yes. stuff. And, you know, and then I've had multiple times where I'll go back and, like, I made, like, this beat or something like that that I thought was, like, rad. And then I'll go back two weeks later and I'm like, wow, this is horrible. <laughs> 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 uh -huh. But it's, like, it's so funny. But it's, it is just nice to have that, like, separate outlet that's not yes. under some certain scrutiny or, like, it's just you're making it for you. And yeah. Well, and yeah, because when you're making stuff just for yourself, you can experiment because you're free from any sort of expectation. Yeah. So if your beat is terrible two weeks later, like, that's fine. Delete. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're just like, cool, I made a really crappy beat. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> even even in the band, I, I, I guess I'm proud of our uh, approach a lot of times, but uh -huh. I think we think about process a lot. Mm -hmm. Just the way you're talking mm -hmm. about, like, making music on your own, where, like, I can think of times making this album where, like, we tried some weird recording techniques or, like, I played piano uh, not hearing the rest of the track or just, uh -huh. like, because it's uh -huh. about, like, process. Like, how would you make something out of, like, your normal way of making a song or music? Or, exactly. Or, like, you're talking about, like, at home, just, like, even a few times I thought, like, we we took away, like, certain drums on your kit so you'd... Like all right, I can play the song, but you don't have your normal setup. You yeah, know, like you have to think innovatively because you have to do something different. And and just process, I think, is again important. Or just like changing the process. Yeah, you're just fucking with it sometimes. Like you know, like but also focusing on the process instead of the end goal. Yeah, like just focus on the doing of the thing instead of the thing itself. Almost. Yeah. Like, Hopefully that will work itself out and it'll be something cool at the end but yeah you can kind of if you mess with the process and you, you're making something in a whole new way right as opposed to like this is the way i make a song this is the way i make a collage or play the drums like yeah. you kind of trick yourself into well because otherwise it would be like calcified and why would you just want to make the same thing over and over again yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I think we, I, and I'm, I'm like, I think that was a big thing for, like, to talk about the band, like, on this last yeah. week. Yeah. That was a big, like, a big thing for us to kind of just, like, kind of not throw the process out the window, but almost in a way on certain things. We just kind of, like, we were in it and we were just, like, having fun making these songs together mm -hmm. in a room for the most part and just, like, doing crazy shit. <laughs> What it was going to sound like. Road, like cutting up tape and pasting it to the wall and just like reassembling it or just doing like stuff that you're like, this is, I have no idea what it's going to sound like, but. That's so much fun. It, 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 a lot of it is made like for a really fun and like a really interesting, what we thought was interesting and in product and like to kind of have that experience. Um, 
as a band was, was great. Yeah. What had your previous experiences been like? I guess every... I wasn't there for the all the albums, but every album is different. Where, yeah, sometimes we got, I guess, for sometimes a long for a while we were really into like making demos like super perfect. <laughs> oh my god! Sorry, there was like there was like the most bold pigeon. Almost landed on Nick's head is like totally punking us, strutting around, <laughs> just being like, "We know who's boss here. Uh-huh. I'm coming for you." Coming back. Yeah, yeah. He's he's a menace. <laughs> <laughs> Other albums, menacing pigeons aside. Some some were very very demoed out. Sunlit Youth. We were like all just making stuff on our computers and taking. Was felt like we were producing our own stuff and different. Oh, and then cobbling together from the things that each of you recorded individually. Uh, it was just like jumping off points, oh, uh, but okay. like it was different from like jamming in a room. Things would come like on like on that record. Things would come to to the band whole as like maybe more, more of a finished, not a finished product, but like way further along in the process. Whereas oh, gotcha, gotcha. Know, I feel like a lot more of this record we brought things like Taylor or Ryan or Chelsea would bring a song that was barely even anything uh-huh. and it was a lot more like just jamming in the room and then seeing what happened and we, we did that you know there was a bit of that in the first like we did that we've done that before it's uh-huh. like a new thing for us but to kind of like do that especially with Sean our producer on the yeah show, um, and he brought this whole other how did you find sean we worked with him a bit on the album before as well but yeah. in an engineering capacity but he was we we only worked with him oh damn i only worked with him for two weeks but we like really loved it and came up with like really rad stuff on sunlit youth and that's rad i think we all just like we wanted to work with him again he makes a song on that album too we, we, we just kind of, I don't remember how we got in touch with him then, but mm-hmm. we worked with him before. Because that can be a whole other thing of, like you were saying about trusting people with your art, is also trusting someone to come in and engineer and produce, because that can change everything. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So. And I think we, with Sean, we realized, I remember it was like the first week of starting this new record with him. We were, I think originally it was just kind of like, he's going to engineer the record, or, you know. It was, like, unsure as to how much we were going to do with him. Got it. Got it. Very quickly, we were like, oh, shit. This is, like, we want him to do. (laughs) Yes. Like, be a part of the whole process because he, it just, it gelled so well. He, like, he made the process, I think, for the type of band that we are, and he works really fast. And he can, like, jam in the room and, like, he can, like, take that and, and, and kind of spin it in a really interesting way. Felt like comfortable for us. That's and, cool. And, but it was also pushing us maybe outside of our comfort comfort zone. But we liked what he was bringing to the table. If that makes sense. That yeah. does, and I I feel like maybe because if other musicians are listening, like they'll get it. But like for not musicians, I think that most people don't realize that the producer is almost like a bandmate slash therapist slash engineer. <laughs> <laughs> like, Can be, yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. yeah. I feel like a lot of album making is kind of deep theoretical or uh, philosophical yeah. conversations which informs a song or informs a direction but it's yeah. just like 
late nights or just like talking about life or yeah. yeah yeah and so you have to find someone that really gets you yeah yeah, because that's a whole other skill. Like, I know that... Did you self-produce any of your records, or...? Um, first one, did you guys? Yeah, the, the first one, we pretty much... It was like, a, we kind of produced it ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, like, we co-produced co with this guy, Brandon Richards, um, just here in L.A. Mm -hmm. And... Um, I like yeah, that we're all side-eyeing the birds yeah, now. With uh, Brian Joseph, who we knew from the Boney Vare camp. Um, uh-huh. But it was, yeah, he he was there the whole time. But it was, it was also that album where we were making a bunch of stuff on our own. So it, it was just like all these different combinations of us in yeah. different ways. Yeah, we, it's always just been this weird combination of, like, producer, but we're also producing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if there's a traditional sense anymore. I feel yeah. like there used to be some sort of like band plays music, engineer records, producer masterminds like sort of sits there and I'm not, you know, yeah, kind of like, oh, I want you to do a little more of this. I want a little more of that. I want to cut this together. I want to do that. And now it's kind of like everyone's like, I don't know. The lines are blurred. And I feel like even us as musicians, like we know more about engineering than I assume artists did most artists did like 25 years ago like, like you would just go to yeah. the studio and you wouldn't be like no this is the type of compressor I like on yeah. my you know like yeah I feel like artists all... are more empowered and knowledgeable about that now than than previous yeah and it's probably because people are making a lot of stuff by themselves at home so like you like oh, I need to learn how to mix this song if, it, if I'm going to put it out you know I feel like also, I don't know if you guys have experienced this, but learning how to do more on my own has helped me communicate with people that I collaborate with better. If I can say, like, this is what I might do, like, what might you do? So that way I can get their feedback, but then it's like speaking the same language. Whereas if I'm like, and then I sit and play an Omnichord. <laughs> they're like, great, okay. <laughs> like, right. what comes next? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> You're like, and then I press buttons and things happen. <laughs> How do you feel like we were talking about kind of like role delineation when you're in the studio? How does it feel like when you're outside of the studio to define yourself like as a musician or as an artist or as a cyclist? Like, do you feel like we are nearing a place in society where we are kind of blurring those lines more? Or do you think people still want to clearly delineate, like, I am this, like, my essence is this? I think it just depends on the person, right? I mean, I mean, I guess for us, I, I, I mean, I can, I like, I'm enjoying uh, having kind of like multiple things that yeah I, multiple passions multiple things that I, I care about and because um, I know because if becoming I don't know I have this like thing I have this there's so much 
this life is not to get like too like deep, but this life is so short. You can get so deep. Many, You're so good. Things, like, I always have this thought of like, there's so many things that I want to do. Yes. In my lifetime. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to regret anything. And, right. You know, and I, I think having outside things outside of like maybe just the band or um, your day to day is important. Just having like your own identity, it, it, I think helps. And I think it helps us as a band, you know, like we, like Nick having, you, you having art, making it, putting out your own music, and me having cycling, or like Kelsey put out a solo record a few years from when oh, I sweet. put out a solo record. And I think everyone kind of having their own like lives and identities, right. I think is ultimately really healthy for a band's dynamic, especially because it's five of us, we're all so intertwined. Yeah. For so long. And I can't, you know, if everybody's, if that's your whole life all the time, 150%, I feel like that's not sustainable. And it seems like you'd have an identity crisis. Like when you're not on tour, you'd be like, am I a shrubbery? Like, who am I? What happened? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, I remember, I remember when we first really started touring years and years ago. Uh, I like, not to sound like, oh. But just, <laughs> I remember like in like 2011, I coming back from a tour and we had been on tour for a long time. And it was that thing of like this, like, my life had become fully the band, which is yeah. and what I always wanted. But then to come home and all of a sudden stop and be like, but now what am I supposed to do? Yeah, you're and like, hold like up. Anxiety, like <laughs> panic freak out. Kind of oh, <laughs> or you're like, how do I make breakfast? What do I do? <laughs> I, I don't know. I think just kind of learning that it's all multiple passions and multiple projects and multiple things. Yeah, and it, in fact, it sounds like it enhances what you're working on instead of detract from it. Yeah, I would say so, right? Yeah. yeah. What do you think? At least for me, it, I think they all feed into each other. I guess to your... I see both in the question you asked. Like, I, yeah. Like, back to where we started, like, just at dinner parties, like, like what do you do? Like, it's just it's just such an easy way to jump off to, like, talk a little bit about yourself. But, right. like, I just feel so kind of douchey <laughs> saying like I'm an artist I'm a musician I like but that is what I do but why do you it's think just it's a, douchey <laughs> uh, I think there's a lot of pretentiousness to those terms uh, maybe especially in LA where where we are in New York where I live like it's just right. like this it's like saying like a like I'm I'm a actor writer, you know. It's just like you could be a great actor writer, but there's that term brings a lot of it brings kind of a weird stigma to it. Yeah, but it's just like starting to talk about what you do as opposed to like it's a it's a jumping off point to get deeper as opposed right. to like I really I really don't want to identify as like an artist or a musician. I just want to make stuff, and I feel like it's like this this uh need for us as humans in society like or what's what kind of music do you make what kind of art do you make or like what kind of specific job title do you have or it's just like i i really don't think about that a lot i'm just like making stuff i, I feel like especially with the band <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> quick pause for the bells of echo park <laughs> yeah. it'll chime twice i believe it's two it's two 
Yeah, yeah, I believe so. It may or may not be two. I might be lying. Let's see. One. Two. It is two. It's 2 p.m. Western time. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I was wondering when you said that your interest was in creating stuff, is it more or less pretentious to just be like, I I create stuff for a living or I enjoy creating projects or working on creative projects? Does that sound more douchey or less douchey? I think just maybe I'm just also like an introvert like Matt, like talking about myself at great lengths just sounds douchey at all. <laughs> like, I don't mind, like... Welcome it, to my podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and do a great job of promoting this. Let's all dunk on ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, enjoy, I really enjoy talking about music and art, but, like, in the terms of myself, you're like, yeah. this is the art I make. This is the... I make indie rock. Or it's just like, I, I don't... I guess that's a term that... You're like, I don't even want to hear myself right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, I totally get that. I totally. I, like, it's weird. I, maybe it is just a big part of it is just kind of a personality thing. You know, Nick, I think we have pretty similar personalities and, like, we're kind of quiet, introverted. Uh, and yeah, I don't know why. It's just... I don't... I feel like I... I mean, not that I'm... I don't get a big kick talking about myself. But I, I didn't want you to think that I was having a bad time. <laughs> On a podcast. This is literally. Yeah. <laughs> so. so, like, spoiler, I too am introverted, but I get to then ask the question. So I'm like, this is awesome. <laughs> I don't you, know can, to, you can relate. I can relate. I'm just like, I'm having like sympathy pangs of, oh, oh, I feel you. And you're not offending me in the least. (laughs) I'd be in the same boat as you just being like, she wants me to talk about what? (laughs) (laughs) So we're three introverts in a park. (laughs) 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 Guessing the time. That's too funny. When you you said something that sparked it in my brain when you were like, oh, you have to talk about what you do. I was like, it sounds like also I talked to other people about this and international artists said different things than American artists. But we tend to focus on saying what we do is something that we do that's monetized. Yeah. And I was curious what your views were on that of like why we speak up about the things that we do that make us money. Whereas we were talking about how important the process is. And, you know, left-handed drawings, unless you're left-handed, seem like they might not bring you money. Uh-huh. So I was, like, <laughs> right. I was like, why do we focus on the stuff that brings us money? I, I, I mean, it's probably some late-stage capitalism, American uh, politics we can get into with that. But yeah, I do, just generally, I, I can see, like, the Twitter bio of someone who doesn't make music or is just, you know, like, husband dad writer like yeah, but the, like social roles yeah yeah like you feel i guess back to your question before like how do you identify yourself and you're like this is how this person would write their bio on twitter because that's like you know <laughs> uh yeah i don't uh i'm interested what what do like international artists say um, about that well it was interesting talking to people not from the u.s about it because they were saying that 
some of them didn't expect to actually make money from music, like that they explicitly did not expect that music would be a source of income, but that it was equally important to them as whatever they did that did make income. Yeah. But that it was also presupposed that they were like, there's no shame in having a job outside of music because then how would you make the music that you really like if it's predicated on making money? Yeah. It was more integrated in a way, whereas here it's seen as like, if you aren't making your living as an artist, like either you're doing art wrong or you're failing or you have to define yourself as something else. Whereas yeah, there yeah. they were like, yeah, you're a musician. You make music. Yeah. Like. What's funny is, uh, I guess these two passions that we're talking about, music and design and art for me, like, I feel like they were flipped for a long time where like I did graphic design to pay the bills. Like, and I did a lot of regrettable uh design <laughs> projects of yeah just just like stuff that i did to to pay rent yeah and then at a certain point i was able to live off of music which always felt like a pipe dream i was just like i'm always just gonna make music because i want to no no one was going into it to make money in the <laughs> yeah. early 2000s uh, but at a certain point, those like flipped where it was like, oh, this is crazy. I can the band's doing well enough where I can like make a living off of it. And yeah. then I turned back to design where it was like, oh, I'm just going to make stuff I really like. I don't have to make uh, a wedding invite and corporate website that <laughs> is so bad. But like I just, you know, I need right. to pay rent. Right. So like I'll, I'll I would do that. That makes sense. Yeah. That's so funny because most people, it's like the other way around where you're like, oh, I liberated myself in the visual arts sphere using music. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, it flipped the other way. How about you? Like, what jobs did you work outside of music? Well, it's funny. I mean, I actually had, a, I guess, a pretty similar story to Nick's where um, after, like, I went to college for a couple years, took a break to basically pursue music. Mm-hmm. But it was always that thing of, like, I have to put in X amount of hours to really, like, try and give it a shot. Right. Right. I really have to, like, give it a go, and being full-time in school right now is just not... Yeah, then you don't have enough hours to actually work on your music. Yeah, so it was like, all right, I'm going to take a break, focus on music, but music is, like, I wasn't expecting to make any... You know, it's a similar thing where, like, I wasn't making any money off of music at that point, but I wanted to do it somehow. Right. So I was also... I went to school for design. I was also a graphic designer. Oh, no way. <laughs> I was also doing, like, I was working full-time as a graphic designer for a few years. And then when I started playing with, I started playing with the band in, like, 2006. Okay. Um, and it was, like, when, when we started kind of shifting more towards, like, we were trying to go on little tours here and there. Right, right. And, you know, going across the country and playing to, like, five people and, you know. That is the way. Yeah. We were doing that, but none of us were making any money doing it. Right. So I was like, I shifted from full-time and started doing just freelance design work. Yeah. And again, similarly, just like nothing, if I were to make a design portfolio today, (laughs) So there's a lot of like sad, passive-aggressive corporate websites that y'all made. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Definitely out there. Like some print ads or something like that, or like editorial work. Yeah. Just like, that's going to just stay in a hard drive somewhere. (laughs) We're going to lock this in the vault. But I guess uh, we're saying the same thing. Good encouragement to anybody listening that's creative. Like, I feel like there's, I'll say, a a stigma. Just you put you put 
artists on pedestals, I'm not saying people put us on pedestals, but just like you just assume they never had to do the same shitty stuff that right. we all have to do. Or it's like, yeah. like I'm really proud of the art and design I make right now, but just as an encouragement to anyone else listening, like I've made some terrible stuff or like I'm just arguing with this bride to be about like this is like I promise you this like this wedding invitation is gonna look terrible if you do this. <laughs> but I do it because, you know, they're paying me to do it. Yes. And it's just like there's literally not enough real estate in this in this piece of paper to put the amount of text that you want to put in it. I remember I did a long long time ago it, in LA there's a bunch of movie industry design stuff. Yeah. And I worked on a couple movie posters or assets, not like the actual poster. And like my first it was nothing no real movies anyone wants to see <laughs> just these shitty like kind of action whatever and i remember like my first draft it was for this uh agency and i was trying to be as cool but obviously like like a ton of photoshop layers as possible uh-huh. and i turned it in and it was just like it was just like after one one draft, like uh-huh. I, I gave up on all my pride and just did like a million Photoshop layers just because like I knew there was no point in like trying to make it tasteful <laughs> at all. Like it was just like like you don't even argue anymore. You're you just went like, like deep bad. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like every <laughs> instinct you had to turn off. But normally you you like you fight for like no this will look a little bit better. Like I promise you. But just like oh, no. just right. lost my will to live. <laughs> I'll yeah. give you really bad. That's hilarious that you're like, I'll just add another masking layer. You can't stop me. Yeah. <laughs> it was a big Photoshop file. <laughs> yeah. Nothing's flattened. Just be like, here you go. Deal with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, do you do design work for any other bands or is it mainly? Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah, I do album artwork. I do book covers. I will art direct uh some some smaller artist campaigns and stuff sweet um yeah so i guess that's all in the in the the realm of just like i'm making stuff making stuff you know yeah yeah i was like that falls under your i've give, clearly given you a new job description <laughs> yeah, you're, yeah you're a person who makes stuff making stuff <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Yep. <laughs> Since 19. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, uh, it, especially because we have such a music background, like if I can help smaller artists or. Yeah. It, it, it's not like I'm giving back. I don't feel like I'm charitable, but just like I just yeah. I I know a little bit about marketing and how you should like run an album campaign. So I'm just. And I yeah. really enjoy making all the visual art. So, I think that that's really valuable because I think that the music industry, this is so cliche, but like the music industry has changed so much and still is changing. And frankly, like no one knows what's going on, really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, it looks like this now. And then we're like, we have no idea. We're all flying by the seat of our pants. Yeah. Um, so having someone that's like, ah, this is how I flew by the seat of my pants. Like, can I assist you? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> that's really cool. Can I have a little experience to draw from and yeah, help them out. Pants. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Do you ever see like cycling as, cause it's interesting that you define yourself as like, yeah, I'm a cyclist. 
Why would that not come up first, do you think? Or would it come up first sometimes in conversations? I get that is interesting because that is, you know, that has become this kind of thing I do on the side. And, um, you know, the band has been such a big, music has been my whole life since I was a kid. Yeah. It was always a thing that I wanted to do. It made the most sense. Um, yeah. And so I guess that's just like the obvious thing to first, like when I, I'm introducing myself to somebody. Not that I'm like Matt, musician. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not gonna just Twitter bio at people. No, yeah, um, but yeah, I do. I mean, it has become more of like if I'm having that introductory conversation with people, it has become a pretty ingrained part of my life. That's so cool. I have this whole other kind of community of um, of people, and, and, and like now, kind of because of traveling and because of uh, this company, I've been kind of doing some work for on the side with cycling. Oh, what are you doing with them? Well, I, I teamed up with this company called MAP. Uh-huh. Uh, they're based in Australia. Oh, wow. And through some uh, mutual friends in the cycling world, they just, they were kind of like looking to expand their ambassadors in uh, the U.S. And I, uh, they put me in touch and I, I have been a fan of their brand for a while. That's so cool. Uh, so yeah, I started just kind of like doing some stuff for them. Um, and that in itself has opened up this whole new, because they're a worldwide company. So when we're on the road, I'll, if I'm in similar cities that they have other ambassadors or pe- people that work for them, mm-hmm. I'll meet up and like try to organize rides or like, you know, just it's created this whole, it's made the world a lot smaller. Wow. Um, That's so, that's so cool. Thing. So, yeah, it, it, as it's become more of an ingrained part of my life, I do find myself in those introductory conversations with people talking like, yeah, I'm a musician, but I'm also, I also do this. I'm a cyclist because I'm really passionate about it. Like, and I've found so many other people along the way that are also, that are also super into it. Into it. Yeah. Yeah, because I'd imagine if you're doing one of, like, the cycling meetups, that that way, like, people probably would introduce themselves by, like, their cycling interest, because that is your common interest, and then maybe later you'd find out more about them. Right, it is funny. Like, when I do a lot of those, I do a lot of group rides around L.A. and stuff like that, and you're always meeting new new people. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, there's shops or, or different brands that kind of just do, all right, Saturday morning we're going to meet at this coffee shop at 8.30 a.m. and we're going to ride here. Yeah. And they'll put just put out, like, a mass post, and then, you know... A lot of times, I've gotten to know a lot of people around the city, but a lot of times, it's just people you're meeting for the first time. Yeah. It's like riding up into the mountains together, and, you know, if you're riding next to one person you haven't met, you're having that conversation. Yeah. You're having that, like, introductory conversation, but, like, on a bike together, and so your common ground is cycling. Right. And then, like, so that's, that's always funny where it gets flipped, where, like, our common ground is cycling. And then later, like, people will find out that, like, oh, I'm a musician. And right. I'll have to have that, that, that conversation. That so what do you do? <laughs> what do you do? For financial compensation. <laughs> <laughs> what is the trade-off? Do we We're get... We're getting paid to ride up this mountain right now. So what do you actually do? <laughs> also, kudos to you for being coordinated enough to bike and talk. I find that when I'm biking and I try to talk to someone, I inherently lean <laughs> like towards them uh-huh. and so like when I'm biking with one of my friends we always like stagger because otherwise he's like y- you're doing the leaning thing you're gonna, f- you're gonna crash it you're gonna our bikes are gonna it's gonna be a two become one situation <laughs> like, <laughs> there's probably some I'm just thinking this right now 
some common thread between drumming and biking because Matt's an incredible drummer and plays mm-hmm. things that most humans can't, like really complicated beats. Uh-huh. But you're saying like, oh, if I, if I was talking to someone on my left, I'd lean left. But I would just, when you were saying it, I was like, oh, for sure Matt wouldn't do that because he's like, <laughs> he's like, you play these crazy beats where like, I feel like there's like a, I can see a line between those yeah. two things. I guess there's like a coordination or something like that that's, that's, that's like necessary. Yeah. I I feel maybe like a little, a little cheesy saying this, but there's like a rhythm. There is a rhythm to cycling. There's obviously a rhythm with drumming. (laughs) (laughs) Who knew? It's the cheese factor. Um, No, but there's, you know, there's like a natural rhythm that you have to like get into. Exactly. Exactly. Maybe there's some kind of connection there. Well, especially if you're cycling in the hills too. Like that's way more challenging than just cycling on kind of flat pavement. Yeah. Because if you're kind of like stop and go or like your cadence is weird. Yeah. you ha- then you maybe start thinking about it too much, but if you get into, like, a flow, yes. the rhythm, you get into that. I mean, for me, it kind of, I have moments cycling, they kind of remind me of moments when, I don't know, there's people that talk about the flow or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, when, you're, when we're making, when, as a band, we're, like, making something or making our jam on something that, like, just feels really, it's like, you have that spark. That yes, you, really you feel like you're, like, I'm in my lane. Yeah, you're in your lane, and you kind of get lost in it. Yeah. That's a really special thing that can happen and I've had those moments when I'm cycling where like whether it's by myself or with other people you get into like a, a zone and like you know I've had moments up in like near Mount Wilson up in the oh yeah it's up beautiful the up there up in the mountains and, and it, you're kind of alone and it's quiet yeah and this rhythm and it's almost like a meditative thing for me very much so which is yeah I I, I feel like I've been searching for more things like that in my life. Yeah. I'm an anxious person and that having that in another thing outside of music is is really important. I think it is really important to have a hobby like that and it is meditative. Like with running you get into rhythm, with biking you get into rhythm. I'd imagine when you're in the flow state making collages, you're kind of in you're in that mode. Yeah. You're outside of your usual experience and you're just like, Yep, we good. I can just keep going. Oh it's fine. Uh the thing that draws me back is when I I forget to eat. Yeah. Like when I'm super into something, I I can think of like a, a lot of times like my wife will come home from work like five or something and just like she'll like that will break me out of like yes. this, this trance. I was like, yes. oh, she's like, you haven't eaten like all day. Like, what yes. do you? And I was just like, oh, I, I forgot. Like, I was just doing this thing. Yeah, you're like, like, I was just in it. Yeah. Oh, I'm super hungry. Yes. Yeah. That's always, like, people think that it's really glamorous to date musicians. And I'm like, no, I'm a feral creature in a hoodie that hasn't eaten all day. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> you see me hissing by my gear, just be like, eh. Just be like, oh, just throw snacks at it. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yes. Yes. What does she want? More synthesizers. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, this is very normal conversation. Um, I guess, like, kind of to wrap it up, like, what would the two of you recommend for people getting into really any of the things we talked about it? Like, getting into music, getting into cycling, getting into graphic design. Like, what would you all recommend for people who are like, how do I do all that? Uh, I guess because we came up with a new Twitter bio of just making stuff, like, that <laughs> That would be my... Uh, encouragement like a lot a lot of the stuff i've made have just been like touch and go over the years and because i had to make a 
corporate website a decade ago. I got really good at Photoshop one summer. You know, like, just force yourself to make stuff and you'll kind of learn along the way. Right. And you'll find what you're good at. You'll find your tendencies. Um, also, be encouraged. Like, it doesn't even have to be stuff you like all the time. I feel like yeah. I kind of forced myself to do that lately with music, just making stuff on my own again, just like, just make stuff. Like, it doesn't, ha everything doesn't have to be like this masterpiece the or ultimate. like you're releasing it or like it's just, it's good to just get in that flow and. Sounds like focusing on the process too. Just try something new, whether you're good at it or not. Just yeah. like try something like I loved what you two were saying about like recording in different ways of like cutting up tape of recording something without it in your in your in ears just playing the piano yeah seeing what comes out and I'm like oh note to self I'm gonna turn to it <laughs> it was a uh, I'm, I'm not gonna take credit for that it was Sean our producer on yeah. that album and it's the Miles Davis technique like he would he would record everybody without being able to hear the other parts and you would just either hear the metronome or you'd be like, all right, here comes the chorus and one measure. But you you have nothing to play off of. Wow. So obviously it's going to sound yeah, really bizarre or awesome. I was going to say it's going to sound, because especially if you do have the click, like you're all going to play to the click, but like you don't know what it sounds like yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> sorry about the rogue birds. <laughs> <laughs> like, they are... I mean, but I, I was to bounce off of Nick, I, I, I would say just, I, I, I guess I would say the same, a very similar thing of like just make finding the time for the thing that you want to do. Mm -hmm. Like making the time happen. Like, and it I sounds know, like, I know yeah. Sometimes it's easier said than done. And, you know, but like if, if it's something that you're genuinely interested in and think that could be a good fit for you, like finding, making the time to do it and to just yes. stumble through it yes. and to suck at it for a while. And, like, probably make a bunch of shitty stuff or, like, go on a bunch of rides that feel like shit. <laughs> yeah. That would be, like, crass, but, you know, they, like, they, they feel a little hard. Or yes. Like, you know, just kind of, I think, pushing yourself to make time for it. And then you kind of, I think eventually you'll notice that you get past the point. You'll get to a point where you get into a rhythm and you get into a, like, you're able, to, you're, like, you recognize, like, oh, I really, I'm getting better at this. Or, right. This is starting right. to make more sense to me. I'm making stuff that actually, like, I really like now. Yeah. Or I'm, I'm like, noticing I'm, I've, my bike handling skills are... Are, are all of a sudden strong. somehow better. Yeah, exactly. It's just, like, I mean, it's like anything. It's maybe simple to say, but just putting in the time. Well, it sounds like prioritizing it, like, that there's no shame in having another job or going to school or whatever it is you need to do, but, like, putting the time in and making sure that that's your priority. Yeah. Yeah, because that's what I heard from you where you were, like, talking about. You're like, yeah, I knew that I wanted to try this. And I'm like, that's the perfect time. <laughs> like, yeah. It's there, and it's, like, lingering in the back of your mind, and it just keeps lingering. Yeah. You have to listen to that. Yeah, because you don't want to live with regret. You don't want to get down the line and be like, oh, I really could have tried doing that. Yeah, totally. Because that would suck. Yeah. It's like, I don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In conclusion, do stuff so you don't look back and go, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Pithy wisdom. You heard it here first. <laughs> do you two have any final thoughts on on juggling all the things? Um, yeah, I don't... 
I don't know. I, I, for me, it, they always kind of like inform each other. So yeah. like the juggling is if I'm making bad music for a week, then it's like, all right, I'm just not going to make music for a week and I'm going to work on a collage. And right. then when I hit a wall, I'm going to jump back or even the studio with the band. I feel like I'd do that where it's just like start making artwork for us or making random. So it's just for me, they always kind of feed off each other. So it's just right. it, at least when I'm discouraged, I can just switch a medium and maybe <laughs> yes. that would inform or spark something. But uh, yes. Yeah. And I, I, for me, I think if there's a similar similar thing of like we're talking specifically about like cycling or exercise, it's like I noticed if there's weeks that go by where like maybe one outweighs the other, mm-hmm. then like I, I have to like rebalance a little bit, or at least got it. If, most of the time, it's the band. You know, the music will overtake everything else. Yes, and then you're like, hang on a second, I haven't moved around. Right, and then but it's like I was just saying, like making finding the time. Even if it means, like, all right, I got to wake up at 5 a.m. tomorrow morning to, like, get in an hour or something like that. Right. Right. I, I never regret making that extra time for, like, getting on a bike or, you know, something like that. Right. Because I notice if I become unbalanced, then maybe, you know, the touring will suffer. Or, like, right. I'm not playing as well. I'm just tired. Or yeah. Like, I'm in a weird headspace or something like that. So Exactly. Finding a good balance is I like that. And I like that neither of you put pressure on yourself that you like have to force your way through either playing music or doing design work or doing biking right then. It's like you kind of go with the flow of it and are like, okay, if this path isn't open, I'm going to take this other path. And I know I'll get back to the other path eventually. Yeah. Yeah. You're not being hard on yourselves about that. Yeah. Maybe it's an older age zenness, and But also <laughs> lucky to have success with the band where, you know, we, we know we have something to fall back, not fall back on, but it's just like there there's like we have some success so i I realize there's a sense of privilege even saying that where like i can work on art for a week without having to really kind of worry about yeah yeah Yeah, and i think like it's good to acknowledge that privilege like and be like yeah this is my life right now yeah and i love that you also are using that to then like help other artists too like thank you yeah (laughs) (laughs) i mean i enjoy doing it i'm selfishly enjoy it so <laughs> you're not like not purely, completely uh, altruistic yeah but no i think privilege is one of those things that people think it's like a, a bad word to be like oh i have a privilege but it's like if you acknowledge your privilege and then utilize that privilege to help others or to change the system i'm like cool yeah like get on ya. yeah like, yeah well cool thank you so much for joining me on why not both it was really fun. Thank Three you Three introverts us. in a park, dodging <laughs> birds. <Yes. laughs> that, that's the name. That's going to be the name of the episode. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us for this week's episode of Why Not Both. If you liked what you heard, please make sure to like us and subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform. You can also come hang out with us on social media. We are at WNB the podcast, both on Instagram and Twitter. This season, we are brought to you by Under the Radar. Under the Radar is a nationally distributed print, music, and entertainment magazine and website. You can find them at www.undertheradarmag.com and feel free to support them on Patreon. Extra special thanks to our producer, Laura Studeris, who has been absolutely amazing. Thank you again, and I look forward to next week's episode. Thank you.
Thank you.